This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I love particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I say that I'm excited every episode and y'all just gonna have to hear it every week because it's the truth. I'm really excited about today's episode because not only did God give me the message for today's episode, but he also gave me the message for the tour in Dallas. So you guys, if you have not gotten your tickets yet for the God is my CEO tour, I highly suggest 
that you get the tickets. I'm 10 times more excited. You know, for the last few months, I've been talking about this event and just talking about the things that um, God has shown Kavai and I about what's going to happen at this tour. But after him telling me my message, I mean, this isn't even the guests, this is not even about the guests that we're going to have, the special guests that we're going to have. It's not even about Kavaya's message. I don't even know her message, but this is just, I'm just excited about what God gave me to talk about. And I'm excited to really break this topic down because listen here, listen, you just need to be in a room. <laughs> you just need to be in the room. So um, I don't know if the message at each tour stop is going to be different or if it's going to be the same. As you guys know, this is 100% a Holy Spirit driven brand, podcast, everything. So God gave me the instruction or the message for Dallas. It may be different for Atlanta. It may be different for Chicago. It may be different from DC. It may be the same message, but told in a different way. I have absolutely no idea because I just do what God tells me to do. And I don't try to mix it into my own thing. So all I could tell you right now is that if you are in the Dallas area or able to get to the Dallas area, you need to come and be a part of this tour. It is seriously going to be life-changing. It's something that you haven't experienced before. So I hope to see you guys there so I can hug you, uh, meet you in person, and pour into you. So yeah, go to goddessmyceotour.com to get your tickets for that. Also, y'all follow me on the gram. Y'all know I'm on my little hunt to 10K. Um, so follow me on the gram. I'm getting closer and closer as the days and the weeks go by. I'm thinking of doing some type of giveaway or something. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So when I get to 10K, I'm going to give away, um, some of my blessed and bossed up essentials. So I'll send you a copy of my book. Of course, I'll send you a copy of the, um, prayer journal. I'm going to send you the Bible that I use. So I'm going to buy you a life application study Bible and send it to you, um, as well as a little nice note, just thanking you for supporting the podcast. So yeah, follow me on the gram. Um, once I get to 10k, I'll do the giveaway for that. Um, what else? Any other church announcements? Oh, follow me on, well, subscribe to me on YouTube. You guys, I am doing video recordings of the podcast and it's so funny because when I go to record the videos for YouTube, I just set the phone up and I cut it on um, right when I'm getting ready to record and I just let it play the whole time. So because I'm not stopping and playing the video, I'm, I'm focusing on the show. The video picks up a lot of like the outtakes <laughs> that never make it to the podcast. So the times when I'm talking, which actually j happened just now, so you you might see that in the video. But the times that I'm talking, I'm just like, Tatum, what are you talking about? And I pause it and I go back and re-say it. Or it's like, that sounded dumb. Let me go and start this over. Or I might say a joke that wasn't funny. So I like stop it and go back. But um, I think the last video was funny because I went on a little rant about having a hot girl summer. And, <laughs> and I was cracking myself up because y'all gonna be like, what Tatum? But um, yeah, so subscribe to me on YouTube. Um, I have some really awesome videos that are going to be coming, but I think you guys will really enjoy seeing a video format of the podcast and kind of laughing and joking with me about the things that happen behind the scenes. So yeah, I think that's it for the church announcements, you guys. Let's get into today's episode. Y'all listen, I told y'all God gave me this 
episode title earlier this week. I was reading this book. I'm not going to tell you the title of the book because it's going to give away a lot that has to do with my message in um, Dallas. But all I'm going to tell you, again, I said it already in the church announcements. I'm going to say it one more time. If you are near Dallas or you can get to Dallas, you need to come to Dallas because we're snatching edges and we're snatching wigs. This is not a drill. God ain't come to play. This is get it together season. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, the title of today's episode is who told you that? And as I was reading this book, um, the question was written in the book, who told you that? And that joint just hit me different. Like the book was pretty um, interesting. I really, really enjoyed it. I have a bunch of like sticky notes in the book. I have like pages of notes and things that I took from the book. But um, this simple question of who told you that really stuck with me. And when I, when it hit me in my spirit in that way, I kind of took a second and was like, God, what are you saying? And God would began to just show me the importance or let me make sure I say this right. He began to show me the importance of analyzing the root of the thoughts that we have or the roots of the way that we do certain things. Last week, I shared a prophetic word about um, God wants you to move and become. And if you didn't listen to that, I suggest you go back and re-listen to that. Um, God is really stirring up, (laughs) I think is a good word this gift in me and I've been studying it. Um, This is something that I've always known I had in a sense, but never really knew the word for it. Um, And so as I get a little bit more mature and God is starting to show me this spiritual gift that I have, um, he's starting to make me use it a lot more. And so definitely outside my comfort zone to share that prophetic word with you guys last week, because this is a gift that I'm still learning. Um, But I shared it nonetheless. I keep telling y'all, be obedient. Don't matter how you feel, you better do what he say. But um, yeah, y'all had a lot of great feedback. But if you didn't listen, go and listen to that episode. It was an excellent episode. And I talked about just the three ways God put a mirror up to me last week about the, the areas that I was weakened and that I needed to fix for this next level. But in the word, God was saying that it's important for us to move and become. And I think it's timely for us to talk today about who told you that because a lot of reasons we aren't moving and we aren't becoming is because we're believing things that people have told us that simply are not true. You know, from the second that we're born, somebody or something or whatever is molding us into who we are, right? A lot of the things that we like is because our parents like them. A lot of the things that we watch on TV is because our parents or our friend groups watch them on TV. Like the second we were born, we were being influenced or molded in some way. But once you made the decision to say yes to God and you live your life for him in all areas, now you kind of have to go back and uproot those things that are, that are driving your behavior and thought processes that are not rooted in the ways or the word of God. So a lot of you guys, we talked about moving and becoming. A lot of you guys haven't moved or haven't become. A lot of y'all listen to the episode. I'm going to step on some toes with this statement. A lot of y'all listen to the episode, may have even sent me a message talking about how that was for you or how that blessed you. And you still ain't moved or became nothing. You still haven't taken a step in the direction that God is pushing you through, pushing you to. 
And so I really want to urge those of you who have not made any moves since listening to that last week, if you felt that that was for you, you really need to pay attention to this episode because it's something that's stopping you from fully becoming all that God called you to be. And there's nothing wrong with it per se that is mm, not going to say that there is something wrong that is there, but it don't waste your time beating yourself up about it. Now it's time to figure out how to push through it, because for as long as you have breath in your body, the activity in your limbs, as long as you're, you you have, are of sound mind, you have an opportunity to continue to press forth of the things of God. So if you are one of those people that I'm referring to that listened to that, that knew it was for you and still haven't done anything, this is my loving push for you um, to, to move, to become, to act on the things that God is telling you to do. You don't need any more confirmation. You don't need any more confirmation. God said, I said what I said. I told you to move. I'm not giving you any more confirmation. It's time for you to do what I told you to do. Thus saith the Lord, like, cause that was definitely not me. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about who told you that. And I have three points. I don't really want to be here before you guys long. I don't want to waste your time with a bunch of fluff. I want to get right to the point because it, like I said, it's time for us to move and become. It's time for us to operate in who we are. It's time for us to get rid of the fear, to get rid of the, the negative thoughts, to get rid of the things that are preventing us from owning and accepting who God calls us to be. It's time for us to get rid of all of that stuff so we could start living the abundant life. So we could start reaping the benefits of living righteously. We we can't keep being stuck here y'all we can't we can't keep being stuck here I personally hate when like um there are certain pastors and, and um leaders and people who I used to listen to who I can't listen to anymore because I'm like how long are we gonna be broken like you've been preaching on brokenness for like three years ain't nobody gone nowhere yet like ain't nobody whole yet why are we still talking about brokenness and so it's not to take away from their message or the things that they're doing, but I think if they are being spirit, spirit led, which I believe they are, then it just it says something to say about God's people that we keep hearing these messages and keep hearing, yeah, these are for me, but we're not going nowhere. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't like being in the same place for a long period of time. I get bored very quickly. <laughs> I remember when I was talking about my book, um, couple years ago, I was like, you know what y'all, I'm tired of talking about, I'm writing a book. I'm going to just put the thing out. I'm tired of talking about it. So I think it's time that we get tired of being where we are and start moving. Okay. So point number one, do not put God in a box. God is a supernatural God. And I think that it's time that we get on board with supernatural living. And I think it was Janae, shout out to Janae Utley. Um, follow her on YouTube. Her YouTube is lit, Janae Emily Utley on YouTube. Um, and she has a podcast as well. But I think it was her uh, who I was talking to and she was just saying that she's just trying to live this supernatural life and that's just the wave she's on, the supernatural. And I was like, dang, that's lit. I want to live a supernatural life too. And I, then I started to think to myself, well, why didn't I think about that before? Like, why didn't I think that living a supernatural life is possible? Living a life where miracle signs and wonders were following me everywhere I go was possible. Why don't I wake up with the expectation that something great is going to happen to me today? Why don't I? You know, and that's the, the, the type of thought process that I want you guys to be on as you listen to this episode. Who told you you couldn't live a supernatural life? 
Who told you that you couldn't just wake up and walk outside and somebody handed you a million dollars? I mean, that sounds far-fetched and it probably is, but nothing is too big for God. So as far as I'm concerned, I can think about something like that and, and believe that something like that could happen to me because that's the type of God that I serve. And as I was thinking about this and writing these points down, the Lord began to share with me the reason why we're emotional about where we are now is because that we don't trust that it can all change in a blink of an eye. So the reason why we're so frustrated in the waiting season, we're so frustrated um, while we're, we're waiting for our prayers to be answered is because we don't trust that it can all bl- change, excuse me, in the blink of an eye. Imagine how confident you will be about this season of your life, even if you're not in a waiting season. I mean, we're all growing, right? There's always going to be a new level. Even if you're not necessarily in the waiting season, but you're in that season where you're trying to continue to grow and level up. Imagine how confident you would be if you trusted that it could all change in the blink of an eye. If you put your confidence that suddenly all that suddenly things can change in your life, that suddenly that business that doesn't have any clients is booked to capacity, that suddenly that debt that you can't seem to get above water is, is supernaturally erased. That suddenly that car that you struggle to get rid, that that you struggle to, to start every day, somebody just came and gave you a brand new one. Imagine how confident you would be, how at peace you will wake up, how wake up with how much joy you will have every day. If you put your trust that God can do anything in a blink of an eye to change your situation. And I want to take y'all to Amos 9, 13 to 15. This is my anchored scripture for 2019. I've told you guys this before. This is the scripture that I'm believing my 2019 is going to be. And I mean, honestly, so far, it's, it's definitely living up to it. But Amos 9, 13 through 15, I'm going to read it out the message version. Let me change this version real quick. So it's the message one. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people in Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables and I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land that I've given them. God, your God says so. Imagine if you just walked around with this suddenly mentality that yes, indeed, it won't be long now. That every situation that's going on in your life, that's not what you want it to be, that the enemy is using to steal your joy. Imagine if you just Stop believing what he said and you just woke up and say, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. Imagine how different your day would be. Imagine how much better of a day you'll have at work. As you're sitting in traffic when normally you would get frustrated because you're going to a job you hate, you hate. Now instead you're listening, you're uh, in the car saying, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. This might be my last day in the office. I'm going to make it count. Like, you know, I'm trying to get you guys to, I'm trying to push you. 
out of where you are mentally and push you into the mentality of the supernatural living and push you to stop putting God in a box. Hebrews 2, 4 says, God also bear witness both with signs and wonders with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So we've heard this before, you guys. God is a, a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. A miracle is something that does not make sense. <laughs> How can you say that you're believing in God for a miracle and you're trying to make sense of it? That's counterproductive. That's pretty much like you're driving yourself crazy because you're trying to rationalize something that cannot be rationalized. It's a miracle. That's the definition. Your business, who told you that you couldn't be an overnight success? There's always going to be a period of preparation, but we don't know the plans that God has for us. His ways are not our ways. I think that's one of the scriptures I have. His thoughts are above our thoughts. We don't know what he's doing. We just know what's going to work out for our good. So who told you that you had to stay in a situation that you're in? Who told you you couldn't move? Who told you you had to be qualified? Who told you that your uh, debt couldn't be supernaturally erased? Who told you these things? Don't put God in a box, you guys. That's point number one. We don't even need to continue on. Don't put God in a box. Let's move on to point number two. Get to the roots of the belief. I want you to take a second after this episode is over or whenever and think about why you believe the things that you believe. Anything that is disrupting you of your peace of mind, of your joy in whatever season that you're in, write it down. And then as you're there, get to the root of that belief. What voices or perspectives are shaping your thinking? Who did you listen to that made you think that that you had to do your business a certain type of way? I told you guys about my media company, the um, business model for it. I've never seen it because if, if I was to go by what I know, what I've been taught by what my friends are doing, I would have had uh, discovery calls and I would have had after the discovery call would have pitched some type of um, 45 minute strategy session. Then after that, I probably would have pitched another pro that that's what I've been taught. That's what historically goes on when you're doing a, a service, when you're introducing some type of service. God said, no, I don't do none of that. This is what I need you to do. Who told, what, what would have happened if I would have believed what I knew or what I was taught? What happened if I would have went with what worked for other people as opposed to sought God on behalf of what he wants for me? Or believe, if, if I wouldn't have believed that God has something special for me. Because I told y'all about my waiting season. The joint was brutal. But I believe that God has something special for me. There was a lot I could have done within that waiting season. But I made the decision to surrender to God. I made a decision to not only surrender to him, but keep him as the CEO of my business. And with that decision meant I had to get with his program. In doing that, I had to be obedient and listen to him and the things that he shared with me. And it wasn't until recently that I realized just how strategic he really is. Like I said before, we get our mindsets, the way we think about things, the information we have gets so, it gets molded by all of the things that we consume. 
by all of the people that we talk to, by all of the opinion, opinions that we hear. The Bible says that he is the potter and we are the clay. But what happens is we got all these other potters in our life. We got these successful entrepreneurs that we've been studying. And so we're trying to do what they doing. We're trying to see what worked for them. Who told you that had anything to do with you? Who told you that that's the way that it had to go? Who told you that? You, you saw on Forbes that it said that successful people wake up early, but God called you to, to intercede on people's behalf at the midnight watch. So you supposed to be on your post from 12 to 3 a.m. praying, but instead you sleep because you read something in Forbes that said successful people wake up early, but God called you to be up at a, uh, at a midnight hour praying for things, interceding on people's behalf, making things, making moves in the spirit. But you allowing this article or somebody else's secret to success to be the potter of your business when that's not the case like I said the Bible says that he's the potter and we're the clay and it's important that you guys understand as well demons talk to and this is something I ain't learned until maybe a year ago and, it, and a lot of people ask uh, like how do you hear from God how you how do you discern God's voice and things like that God always is speaking to us, but I want you to understand that demons talk too. That's why it's important that you stay on your face and that you stay before God and you understand his word, because that's how you're going to be able to dis discern the spirits. It's what it's a difference between discerning and then the discerning of spirits. I'm not even going to get into that right now, but one thing I really want you guys to pray about is the discerning of spirits so that you don't get caught up with people, places, and things that are not of God influencing God's business. I remember one time, and this wasn't even about business, but this was one of the first times I realized that demons speak. I was in a house and I used to get attacked the most when my husband was out of town. So he travels a lot. He used to, thank God that's over, but he used to travel a lot for work. And so um, I would get attacked the most while he was traveling because he wasn't there with me. He's my covering, right? He's my husband. He wasn't, even though he was still praying for me and things like that where he was, he wasn't there with me. So I remember I was watching this show and a little boy or somebody um, had committed suicide. And a thought came to my head that was like, you should do that. Let me tell y'all something. I got up so fast, so fast. I said, absolutely not. Okay. I spoke right back to the same devil that was trying to get me because this was a time, this was during a time where I was really stressed out because I'm like, God, what are you doing? Like, I, I'm the type of person who I just naturally, I like to see results, right? I like to see if I'm working towards a goal, I like to see things get comp accomplished. I'm an executor, right? I like to get stuff done. So in my waiting season or when I'm trusting God, I wasn't getting a lot done because God had me doing everything but what I wanted to do. Or he had me doing things that didn't involve business that would later come full circle. So in that moment, I was pretty, I was really frustrated because I didn't understand what God was doing. And it was just a, a, a really stressful um, time, a very highly vulnerable time. And so the enemy used my husband being away to speak to me. And he was like, 
you should do that in re- reference to the person who killed themselves. I got up, like I just started speaking in tongues. I couldn't, I didn't know what to say. I was so down. I didn't even have a scripture on the top of my mind to speak back to this thing. So I just spoke in tongues because it's all I knew how to do. And that's the perfect prayer. But I understood in that moment, oh, this is a demon. They trying to get me up out of here. He trying to get me up out of here. He trying to make me feel like God doesn't have a, a plan for me or make me feel like this season that I'm going through is the worst thing in the world. He's trying to keep me at or, or keep me at a, a low place and, uh, and manipulate my emotions to cause me to do something that I cannot take back. Like what? No. Mm-mm. And so that's when I realized, oh, demons talk. And it was another time something else happened. And I think it was, I can't even remember, but it was like, it was a tormenting spirit. And I had just kept praying and rebuking the spirit and praying and rebuking the spirit. But I say all that to say demons talk too. And it's important that you get in the word, especially if you're moving and becoming, it's going to be vulnerable. Walking by faith is like walking in a dark room with shades on. You don't know where you're going. It's nerve wracking. It's scary. You have no idea where that next step is even leading to because God don't give you the big picture. He give you these little instructions and you sitting there like, what sense does this even make? But you still have to do it. It's not easy at all. So get it out your mind that it's going to be this glamorous thing because it's not. But you have to be obedient and it will all make sense. It'll all work out for your good. But you have to understand or get to the root of the things that you're believing. If you're fearful, if you have fear present in you fear is the opposite of faith you can't have faith and be scared they don't go together at all so if you're fearful about whatever it is that God is telling you to do you got to take a second to see what's the root of this quitting my job scares me why am I scared oh it's because I haven't seen it be done before or it's because my mom quit her job and she went bankrupt Or my friend quit her job and she had to get a part-time job and she was so embarrassed because she told everybody she was going to be this successful entrepreneur and now she's waiting tables at Applebee's and she's depressed and her business isn't doing good. I don't want to quit my job. I see what happens when you do that. That was super dramatic and oddly specific, but that's you got to get to the root of it. Figure out what is going on. But anything that is pulling you away from the will of God has to go. That's why we're talking about this today. You got to evaluate who told you that, who told you these things. And I'm going to give you an assignment as my third point, because y'all know I like giving homework. Don't let me pump you up to do nothing. We got work to do in the kingdom. We need you to move and become because there's souls that need to be saved. There's lives that need to be touched. There's hearts that need to be healed. God's God's people need to be healed. There's a calling on your life. There's a, a um, souls attached to your obedience, but you stagnant and we got to get you to move. You're stagnant and we have to get you to move. We have the power of free will. And we make decisions every day, right? So we're talking about who's pouring into us. We make decisions on who pours into us. Who you follow on social media is a decision. You hit the follow button. You haven't hit unfollow yet. So it's a decision that you're allowing this person to, to, or these people to pour into you. Things that enter enter in through your eyes and your ears make their way to your heart. So we have to start guarding our heart. That's one of the scriptures. Let me see. 
Let me make sure I give you guys all of these scriptures I got. So the first, first scripture I have is Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So as you guys are making this decision to move and become, as you're making God the CEO, as you're going into this unfamiliar territory, these things that make you uncomfortable, you have to be sure that you do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way you renew your mind is evaluate why it is in the state that it is in the first place. And then after you uh, realize why it is there, then we have to go course correct, which is point number three. But let me finish these scriptures first. First John 4 and 4 says, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. No matter what you see or what has influenced you thus far, no matter what has taken root in your heart that's caused you to allow fear to cancel out your faith or that has caused you to stay stagnant and not move and become, you have already won the victory over those things. No matter who told you that you wouldn't amount to nothing when you were little, no matter who touched you, no matter who abused you, no matter if your business failed before, no matter if you've been broke and homeless before and you don't want to go back and that's why you scared to take the risk, no matter what it is, you already won victory over it. This is a fixed fight we're fighting, you guys. The only way you lose is if you quit. The only way you lose is if you quit. Or if you stay stagnant because procrastination is still disobedience. So don't be trying to tell me, Tatum, I'm going to move next week. Procrastination is still disobedience. Who, how you know you're going to be here next week? Let's not take advantage of the fact that we do have breath in our bodies. Let's not take advantage of the fact that God did bless us with another day and say, I'm going to do something next week. No, you need to move now. You need to be obedient now. You need to stop being stagnant and move now. You already have the victory over all the demonic spirits that try to keep you that way. I told you about how the enemy um, will speak to me, but I had victory over those thoughts. The Bible says to bring your thoughts into, into captivity. So whenever something comes into my mind that goes against the word of God and the plan that he has for my life, I remind it that I have the victory over it. Okay, let's continue. So the next scripture is Matthew 7, 15 through 20. It says, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. So going back to the thought of who told you that, it's important as you're taking inventory on the things and the people that are pouring into you, that you pay attention to their fruit to qualify if they're able to pour into you or not. I think about this two different ways. One, 
of course, identifying the people that's going to pour into you, but also identify the different emotions that aren't bearing good fruit in your life. Because a lot of times, we are our own worst enemy. Sometimes the enemy ain't even got to use nobody else because you're doing it for him. You're doing his job for him. He don't even got to go as far as send you a wolf. The wolf looking you back in the mirror. So look at the things that's not bearing fruit in your life as well. Let's say your, your morning routine, is that bearing fruit? Are you still going to work mad? Are you still late to work every single day? Are you doing activities in your business that are making you money or you just fake busy and not really getting anywhere? You pay attention to you're not only the other people and what their fruit looks like, but the fruit of your emotions, the fruit of your habits, the fruit of the words that are coming out of your mouth. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of your tongue. Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Are you praising God with the same mouth that you cussing folk out in? Like, what, what is it? What's, what are the things? Let's just start with the person in the mirror. What are the things that you're doing that's not bearing much fruit? And, and let's start there. Because like I said, a lot of times we can be our own worst enemy. And then the last scripture, I think this is the last one. Yeah, this is the last scripture for this point is to guard your heart above all else. This is Proverbs 4.23. I don't think I said the scripture in the last one, but if I didn't, the last scripture I read about bearing fruit is Matthew 7, 15 through 20. So this one is Proverbs 4.23. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So take inventory on your heart, you guys. Take inventory on what fruit is your heart bearing? Is your heart bearing unforgiveness and that's why you stuck and afraid to move? Is your, or, or is that why you're afraid to go out and take risks because somebody hurt you? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here. Examine your heart. Are you so upset or so ashamed of something that you've done? It's keeping you from going out and doing the things of God because you feel like, how can I go and do the things of God when I've done the things that I've done? And I know that's for somebody specifically. You got to forgive yourself because that unforgiveness that you're holding against yourself and the things that you've done in your past is not bearing good fruit. It's stopping you from what God wants to do. It's stopping you from how he wants to take what you've done in the past and turn it into something that he is going to get the glory for. But you got to forgive yourself first because there are other people that's just like you that's stuck in the darkness because of shame as well but you got to go to them and you got to go where they are you got to go in the strip clubs you got to oh my gosh you got to go to the side of the road you got to go wherever you got to go back to that childhood home you got to go wherever it is you need to go and deal with that because there are other people that you're going to have to rescue and there are things that God is going to use that you've been through for his glory but again you have to forgive yourself I don't know who that was for, but forgive yourself. Shame does not bear good fruit. It doesn't. And God already forgave you and he still loved you. He loved you before you made the mistake and he loved you after. He loves you still and he always will. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He didn't give up on you. So don't give up on yourself. He's still there. And for as long as you chase him, he's going to use everything that you thought made you dirty and purify you so that it could be used 
for his glory. Mm. So that was point number two. Get to the root of the belief. Last but not least, it's time to course correct. This is the homework section. Proverbs 3, 7 says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. So whatever it is, the, the Bible is very clear that there is no gray areas. It's either good or it's evil. It's either righteous or it's sin. There's no in-between. It's no in-between. So if you, if you're either obedient or you're not, you putting it off, you procrastinating, it's still disobedience. So now we have to course correct. So now that we, we've dealt with, we, now that we've brought to our remembrance the ways in which we're putting God in a box, now that we've gotten to the root of why we believe what we believe, now I need you to write those things down. Write down everything in your life that's not bearing fruit, every emotion that's not bearing fruit. Write down the things that are taking away your joy and your peace, the emotions that are taking away your joy and your peace, whether it's fear, whether it's shame, whatever it is, write that down. And now it's time to first repent for it. So after you write these things down, say, Lord, forgive me. God, forgive me for the ways that I didn't believe how great you are. Forgive me for putting you in a box that limited the things that you wanted to do in my life. Forgive me for allowing influences to take me away from the magnitude of who you are. I turn away from evil and I, and I turn away from my own wisdom and God, I come humbly before you and I ask you for your wisdom. Show me where I went wrong. Show me what I need to do differently to live a supernatural life. Show me what's stopping me from moving and becoming and show me the strategy. Show me the way, give me the instruction so that I can move forward in being all that, that you've called me to be. Uproot all the strongholds, Lord, that's keeping me stuck. So I'm just saying what I would say to God, but I really want you guys to just sit with this episode and go back to the scriptures that I mentioned and really take these things to God. Take these things to him and ask him to show you the way. Ask him to course correct. And some stuff you could figure out for yourself. If you're realizing that, let's say going on social media, you're comparing yourself to a lot of people and that's what's causing you to be fearful. or That's what's causing you to stay stagnant and not move on the things of God. Get rid of it. Maybe it's all these books that you've been reading or you've allowed yourself to get caught up by every shiny object that comes your way that you don't finish the thing that God told you to complete last. Whatever your situation may be, take a second and sit with it. I think too many times we're always trying to move. We just don't stop. We just don't stop and think and reflect and check the effectiveness of what it is we're doing. So we're coming up on time. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up there. I do have a couple questions. If you have a question that you want answered on the podcast, you can email me Tatum at TatumTamia.com. Or you can slide in my DMs on IG at Tatum Tamia, and I will answer your question here on the show. 
So the first question says, hi Tatum, I love my current friends, but they're just not on the same journey and path as me. So sometimes I refrain from them. I've been praying for new godly friends, but no God wants me to do the action part of my faith. So what did you do to find a community of godly friends? I know last week you said uh, you attended an event where you met a friend of yours, but how did you find that event? Did you just Google like woman of faith event? Great question. So um, as far as how I found the event that I met Tish at, I think it was, I think I was just on Instagram. I definitely didn't search women of faith events because, and honestly, I wasn't looking to meet people um, for real, for real. I was just looking to get a better understanding of God. And I just wanted to go somewhere in person at the time. I wasn't really at a church that provided like Bible studies or anything like that. So I was just searching for more ways to get in the presence of God outside of just my personal time. So that was really why I was going. Meeting people was just like a byproduct of being in those environments. But I'm an introvert for real. So (laughs) I was cool on, I wasn't trying to go just to meet people. But anyway, I was on Instagram, I think. And I saw a post about uh, the community is called a what's the name of it saved in the city I think and so they have a DC group that meets I don't know when they meet now I forgot when they meet when they were meeting back then but I just saw it on Instagram and I said I was gonna go so I did and um that's where I saw Tish most of my godly friends I met in my business coaching program which is crazy and the only way that I can describe that is that it was a god thing because I didn't do any extra work. I was really just focused on building my business um, at the time. This was way before I was on the God is my CEO stuff. I was doing my youth program at the time. I wasn't really checking for God like that. Like I was living for God, but I wasn't, well, I was seeking God to get closer to him, but I wasn't like where I am now, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I met. I was more so interested in business, but then I was building my God, uh, my relationship with God separately. But it was during that time where I hired a business coach, and um, not coincidentally, but God was also working on her and her making him the CEO. And she started incorporating more prayer in her programs and things like that, and it just flowed perfectly. So a lot of my friends now, who are um, godly friends, so to speak, I met there, but. Also, don't discredit the friends that you got. You know, all my friends are not like super holy friends. I got friends that I've had since middle school, that I've had since college, that I had since high school. And we hang out with my friend Brianna. She texted me today fussing, talking about, um, you better be, you better be recording a podcast so I can have something to listen to on Monday. Cause I was on Instagram taking pictures. She was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you need to be recording a podcast. But, um, Brianna and I have been friends since middle school and she is a, a bridesmaid in my wedding. That's my girl. We don't be talking about God or anything like that, but we have our relationship. We go to concerts together. She gave me my dog that I have. Like, that's my girl. Um, but I understand your need, like in this season that you're in, you're, you're desiring God and you want your friends to be on the same page. I get that. Um, but I do want to caution you. Don't get rid of your friends. Like, don't be like, I'm done with y'all. I'm about to go find some godly friends. And you didn't say that, but I have to just let you know that as well. Also, you have to understand what season that you're in. God may want you to himself, you know, and you have to be okay with that. My dad used to tell me when I was growing up, like he always had like these crazy one-liners. And it's funny because he doesn't give his opinion often, 
um, unsolicited. So usually when he does tell me something, I listen because of that fact. So he was like, um, don't trust, don't trust people who can't go to the bathroom by himself, by themselves. He was talking about females or women. And I was like, what? what are you talking about? Why are you saying don't trust people who can't go to the bathroom by themselves? And he was like, because usually when someone can't do something as simple as going to the bathroom by themselves, they're going to be real codependent. They're going to be real needy and they don't even know who they are for real. So I was like, I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was young when he told me that, but I always remember it. So whenever I would like have people I was cool with or whatever, they was coworkers or whatever. And if we would go out and they would be like, I'm going to the bathroom. Can somebody go with me? I used to always be like, mm. <laughs> they don't let they suffer. Real. They can't even go to the bathroom. But um, I don't know why I went to that story. But um, I definitely suggest that you, it's, oh, I, I would just want you to understand it's okay if this has to be a season by yourself. If this has to, if this has to be a season with just you and God. And honestly, there's so much value in that. Don't underestimate that there's so much value in that because God sends people, but the devil will send people too. And we talked about like judging people by their fruit and false prophets in one of the uh, scriptures of this episode, but there are a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing out here. There are a lot of people who say they love God and their or talk about God and their hearts are far from him. That's scripture as well. There's a lot of people who act like they're following God and all of that, or they act like they're they're there to help you grow and they lead you astray. They lead you into things of the enemy you don't even know. There was somebody who posted something um, recently, and I think it was my book, but it was a New Age book in it too. And I had to, and I messaged her and told her like, "Hey, be careful about that that book. That that's some New Age occult stuff. That ain't got nothing to do with God. That's opposite of what God is. So don't be out here sucked into these worldly things. It's so easy to, because there's so many people out here acting like they know God and they they know the devil. They don't know God." with a uppercase G, they know the devil. So again, do not be afraid or act like you can't or be so, what's the best way I can say it? So eager for God to send you like-minded people that you don't value the season of, of it just being you and him. That's so valuable as well. Um, But to answer your question too, I would just go, if I was looking for places, I would probably go to like my church and maybe find like a small group a lot of churches have small groups or finding like a um, ministry to get involved in, meeting people that way. So as you're serving God in his house, you're also meeting people and things like that. Come to one of the God is my CEO tour stops. <laughs> you can meet people there. Um, you can join the Blessed and Bossed Up Society and meet people there. We have people all over the world in the society. So really just go hunting you know, but make sure that you spend that time with God so that you can be able to, and ask him for the discerning of spirits. So that as you, as you are going into these places that you will assume there are people of God there, you'll be able to discern if this is truly, um, somebody who is of God, or this is somebody that's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Let me see if I got time to answer one more. Nope, we have 47 minutes. All right, so I'm going to stop it there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. That's it. Love you guys. I'll talk to you next week.